Welcome to the Second and Four Podcast. It is Sunday, September 22nd, week three of the NFL season. I am your host, Ryan T. Got a full slate of games today. Uh, We've been MIA, but I'm determined to keep this thing rolling. If I got to do it by myself and... By the looks of things, that's how it's going to be. So, um, hope everybody's feeling good this morning. Don't panic. It's week three. If your team is 0-2, you still have time. If your team is 1-1, you still have time. If you're 2-0... There's still time to fuck that up. No, uh, only one team has ever won the Super Bowl at with an undefeated record. It's the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Uh, New England came close. Of course, we all know that story. No need to get back in the, into that. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into some of these games. You know, quick breakdown. Not all, not all of them, because it's just me. So uh, let's start out with the uh, America's team. Listen, Dallas Cowboy fans, I've been waiting, waiting to say this. Calm down. Calm down. You played the Giants week one. You played the Redskins week two. Combined 0-4. Bad teams. Bad teams. You played the Dolphins this week. Probably one of the worst football teams I've seen ever in the NFL. You'll play the Saints next, which is not a test either without Drew Brees. I love Teddy Bridgewater, but (laughs) Teddy ain't looking too good out there. And he's not Drew Brees. Drew Brees in that Superdome is a different animal with the Saints team. So that's that's kind of, you should win that. You should win that. Then your first test to come against the Packers, who, by the way, Everybody's on the Packers defense, Packers defense, Packers defense. Look, Packers defense is better. It's not great. Then you have uh, their offense is looking rough. You know, when they get out of Lambeau and it's, it's uh, you got the officiating is more down the middle. They'll struggle. They'll struggle. Believe me. But back to Dallas. You know, it, sh- it should be an easy win. Uh, with the Dolphins, like, I, I don't expect that to be close. It's not a trap game for some people saying, oh, that's a trap game. Miami Dolphins for Dallas Cowboys, trap game. It's not a trap game. That's easy work. Dak will put up good numbers again. Zeke will finally probably go off. Easy work. The game should be over by halftime. If you're a betting man, don't bet the over because I, I see the Cowboys getting them out of there early and uh, getting some starters, some rest. 
they're not they're not gonna I don't see them like pouring it on too you know too much of a risk or injury. Same for my brother, Buffalo, Bills Mafia. Listen, calm down. You're two and oh. You played the New York teams. The air quotes New York teams. The New Jersey New York teams. Again, a combined 0-4. And let's not forget, you trailed to the Jets until you guys made that comeback. So, like, settle down. Another one. You got another layup this week. Cincinnati Bengals at home. Your home opener. Easy money right there. That's that's very easy money. Take it. Move on. Be up in the standings. Three and zero. New England's New England's next. We all know what that is. You know what it is. If you're being honest with yourselves, you know what that is. Uh, Philly. I got to it. It's funny. I'm a, as everyone knows. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm wear I wear I can wear Vikings gear every day of the week. And not wear the same thing twice. I'm wearing my Viking shirt. I'm out shopping. Minding my business. Two young, young Philly fans. One comes up to me and says, Sorry about a couple years ago, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, "Uh, oh, the NFC Championship game. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Said, uh, take it, you're an Eagles fan. He's like, yeah. And then the other one, the other one, a little taller, a little more stockier. Yo, I got one thing to say, man. I got one thing to say. 38 to 7. And I'm like, hey, you guys won. You won. I'm like, what do you want me to say? Like, the only people that care about 38 to 7 is Viking fans and Eagles fans. Eagles fans more than Vikings fans. We don't talk about it because we got our asses whipped. But Eagles fans. Y'all talk about that like that was actually the Super Bowl in itself. Relax. Listen, I hate to be the one to tell you, but uh, Carson Wentz ain't never win shit. Yeah, he had good moments, looked like an MVP candidate at one point, but he's never won. He's never won. He's injury prone. I said a few weeks ago, or maybe like a month ago now because we don't record anymore, uh, the best ability is availability. And guess what? Carson Wentz is not available all the time. So hang your hat on him if you want. Injuries are st- piling up for the Eagles. Uh, it's segue time. With the injuries piling up at wide receiver and the New England Patriots just cutting Antonio Brown, I don't think it's a bad idea for the Eagles to try to make a run, make a push, make him an offer. He could help you out. He'll help you out and hurt you at the same time. But if it means winning some games, possibly getting to another Super Bowl, why not take the risk, Philly? Why not? But you got the Lions coming in who are undefeated. 1-0-1. And yes, week one they played the Cardinals, and it looked pretty one-sided until... Kyler Murray brought the Arizona Cardinals back and you know like like that's what you expect from a Kyler Murray type game rookie NFL 
and then just explodes in the end. Uh, their defense is tough, Philly. Their defense is tough. The defensive line is strong. Your offensive line is looking a little eh this year so far. I don't think that's an easy game for you guys today. I'm calling upset. Call me a hater. Call me a hater. I'm not. I'm a realist. I think the Lions are going to give you guys a game today. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm picking the, I'm picking the Lions. And uh, if you're a betting man, take the points. Take the Lions. Take the points. And take the under. Because teams like, hey, they, they stuffed, they snuffed out Los Angeles Chargers last week. Moving on. New England. Jets. Easy. New England. Indian Atlanta. Interesting matchup right here. Both are one and one. Many people thought without Andrew Luck, the Colts would would uh, fall back to a 500, 7 and 9, maybe even 6 and 10. Not me. I think that's just a whole the whole thing with how how the uh, media and uh, stuff pushes black quarterbacks to not be, you know, game changers or franchise quarterbacks. I think Jacoby Brissett is a solid quarterback. You know, many might look at him as a backup, but he's a a proven backup. He can win games, and they still have a pretty solid defense with a good running back, Marlon Mack, who who looks a little danged up. T.Y. Hilton is dinged up today. I don't know if they're a go. If they're a no-go, take Atlanta. Atlanta bounced back from week one's embarrassing loss and took down... The Philadelphia Eagles. Many say, oh, if the Eagles wouldn't have had the injuries, whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know what? In the NFL, wins a win because at the end of the day, all that matters is conference wins and losses when it comes to playoff matching up. And that the Falcons have a conference win over Philly. Tiebreaker, they'll get it. They'll get the tiebreaker over the Eagles. So, I mean, if you're looking that far ahead, I don't like looking that far ahead, but it could be important. At the end of it, like if if the NFC keeps going the way it's gonna, the way it's going right now, where I don't honestly see a dominant team in the NFC at all. You know, there's teams that's unbeaten yet, but it's only week three, so and no team has looked like a clear cut dominant team. Like New England has looked crazily dominant, but that's the AFC. The NFC has looked. You got like some good teams, but nobody has looked dominant. New England easy over the Jets. Uh, I'll take. Give me. Atlanta in a close game over the Colts, and that's if T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack doesn't play. The game that we've been taught we would have been talking about a lot if we were recording as a team is this Oakland and Minnesota. This is me versus Raider Nation. And uh, look, I'm a Viking fan, and I'm gonna argue my team's case. We beat the shit out of the Packers, but mistakes by our fucking quarterback 84 million dollar game manager quarterback who can't even manage a game and some very very questionable pass interference offensive pass interferences that that calls against us cost us that game we beat the shit out of pack we gave up 21 points early if they scored their 
Third touchdown with 14 minutes and 15 seconds left in the second quarter and did not, absolutely nothing for the rest of the game. But our our defense stepped up and uh, gave our offense opportunities to to make plays, but they didn't. They didn't, and that you can't. That's not how you win football games. And hopefully, Cousins gets it right this week. See, my, here's here's my thing. Uh, Kirk Cousins to me looks like he don't want to be in Minnesota. He looks like he doesn't want to be a Viking. He he looks like he doesn't want to play for the franchise. He looks like he looks like he's overwhelmed at all times. He looks like he's afraid to make a mistake. He looks like he just took the money. Can't knock him for that, but at the same time, like yo, Minnesota, you got to be smarter. Like if you if you sign, what what flaws do your team have? Your biggest flaws are your offensive line and your quarterback. You have arguably the best one-two wide receivers in the league. You have, as of right now, the best running back in the game, Dalvin Cook. You still got the top five defense. You have a Super Bowl caliber team, except your quarterback makes dumb mistakes just throwing the ball up. So you don't spend $84 million on him and you re-sign a Teddy Bridgewater, a Case Keenum, right? That gives you extra money where you can make these runs and free agencies at offensive linemen to shore up that offensive line. You see, Cousins wasn't even smart enough to say, hey, and listen, I can't knock him for this. Get your money, man. Get your money. But, but hey, take a little less money so we can bring in this right tackle this left tackle to protect you take a little less money we can get a guard to protect you you know what i mean that that makes sense that that doesn't make sense to me why he would do that but that's that's a whole different like i can go on about my vikings all day but that should be, uh raiders raiders i don't think the raiders stand a chance in u.s bank stadium sorry vikings easy uh the game of the week Baltimore and Kansas City. So much for that Kansas City defense. Those players they added to shore up their defense. You guys gave up 20 plus points to my man Gardner Minshew down there in Jacksonville. You gave up. You were behind trailing to the Raiders last week till Mahomes went off in the... uh, second quarter four touchdown passes which is crazy I said like I want to see a team that can I want to see how Kansas City plays with a team that's capable of stopping their offense and keeping that suspect defense on the field with their running game and Baltimore can do that Lamar Jackson has looked good. Now, as I said about Buffalo and Dallas, you played Miami and Arizona. I mean, I want to believe we'll find out how real Baltimore is today. Again, if you want to bet it, if it's me, I'm betting I'm betting the over. I'm not betting for any team. I'm not giving up points. I'm not taking points. But I'll bet the over. And 
I'll leave it at that. But if I pick in a winner, I like upsets. I'm picking Baltimore. Denver goes to Green Bay. Green Bay should win that easily. I don't have much to say about that. Carolina at Arizona. Without Cam Newton, I think that shifts over to an Arizona game. Kyler Murray should get his first NFL win today. Giants at Tampa. Daniel Jones getting a start. Uh, I like Tampa. I mean, I like the Giants. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like the Giants. I like the Giants to win that. I like the Giants to get their first win down in Tampa. I'm a big believer in uh, Bruce Arians, though, with his ability to coach up quarterbacks. But it's just something about Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay. Like, I just I just don't I don't see it with Jameis. I don't see it. He's been quiet. No, you know, I just don't see him being the franchise guy. Same thing about Mariota. They came out in the same draft and went, oh, Jameis Winston and Mariota are going to be forever connected. Like, very poor quarterback play for them too. But at least Mariota has a playoff win. Shout out to Kansas City. Uh, give me Daniel Jones and the New York Giants with Saquon getting their first win. New Orleans and Seattle. Teddy Bridgewater, my guy. Still love him. He should still be in purple. Tough spot last week. He did not expect to play. Wasn't prepared, and the Rams defense pretty they really put it on him. Excuse me why while I take a sip of this drink. Uh hostile environment up there in the twelfth man in Seattle. Seahawks are looking a lot better than we thought with that very, very young defense of theirs. Russell Wilson is being Russell Wilson, who I think is arguably the best quarterback in the league outside of Tom Brady. Give him his respect. Uh, but I like Seattle in that. Like it's too, I think it's going to be too much for Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think you can beat the Seahawks without going up top on them. And Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I like him, Teddy Bridgewater has not proven in his short NFL career to be a very proficient down the field passer like he was at Louisville and Seattle is going to focus and they're going to take their best weapon away from you Alvin Kamara will might he'll probably be a non-factor in this game so give me Seattle in that and the 12th man Houston and Los Angeles Chargers both teams sitting at one and one but I think they're heading in the same direction in the AFC with only the only hope for Houston is that Jacksonville completely falls off Tennessee is looking like Tennessee and Indianapolis is solid what do, what do we do with that what do what do you do with those teams LA you you know you played a tough Detroit team and you lost you can't be mad at that you were on the road and it was it was tough like they like they really snuffed your offense out. You come home to your soccer stadium, which will probably be full with Houston Texans fans, so I don't know, I'm just waiting for the Deshaun Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry. And uh DeAndre Hopkins to explode and this might be the week. That Charger defense ain't I mean it's good, but it ain't like last year so far. So far. So far. I like Houston in that. 
I wouldn't bet it, though. I wouldn't bet it. 0-2 Pittsburgh, which is a surprise to a lot of us, and uh, 2-0 San Francisco, which is also a surprise to a lot of us. San Francisco looks pretty good. They look pretty good beating Cincinnati, who's, which is crazy because Cincinnati got blown out by San Francisco, but they gave Seattle everything they could handle in Seattle. This league is funny, man. This league is funny, and you really like you really don't know which what you're gonna get from week to week. There's only one consistent in the league, and that I don't need to tell you who it is. It's New England, New England. But Pittsburgh is desperate. Uh, they lost Roth Roethlisberger for the year, and uh. Traded their traded the first round pick for uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, what does that say? That says Pittsburgh still believes that they're a playoff caliber team. Because if otherwise, why would you give up a first round pick at zero and two when you could potentially be a uh, top half of the draft pick to, to add to that roster like I don't know like a top 15 pick would be top 15 16 pick would be idea so I think Pittsburgh might must believe in uh Mason Rudolph and what I've been saying all along that's why I don't know that's why I stayed away from even fantasy football and drafting Juju Smith-Schuster you're finding out how it is to be the number one Without Anthony, you, you you ate off of Antonio Brown's plate. That's what it was. Facts are facts. Without him, you haven't heard Juju all year. So, uh, what's his name? James Conner? Mm, you, too, was eating off of the Le'Veon, I mean, the uh, Antonio Brown plate. Give me, though the desperate Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. I'm not yet sold on San Fran, who struggled down in Tampa Bay in week one. It was interception after intercept. Pick six, pick six, pick six. Let's, let's show me more. Show me more. And Sunday night football, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns were the biggest hyped team in the last 15 years in the NFL. And they look like shit. Odell isn't Odelling. Jarvis Landry completely disappeared. Uh, Chubb gets no carries. Baker looks bad the coach the coach doesn't have that team under control they got dirt they should have known coming into this season with all the hype behind them that they were going to get every team's best shot Tennessee who embarrassed them in opening week turns around the next two weeks and loses loses their back-to-back games you got the, the Browns played the Jets on Monday night, and the, 
the Jets outgained them and didn't have their starting quarterback. They outplayed the Browns, but the Browns got the win. And I think tonight is a prove-it-to-me game on national TV where you're playing the defending NFC champion Los Angeles Rams who look shaky. They, like, they don't look dominant. I mean, they're, they're good, but they don't look dominant. Sorry, Breeze, you, but let's call it how it is. Like, this ain't the... We, we, yo, this the solo episode. Like, you know what I mean? This the solo episode. Ain't no Homer shit going on here. They look, they, they, they're good. They just ain't looking dominant. So, Cleveland, prove it to us. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna shut up the uh, doubters? You for a little bit. You wanna quiet us for a week? Come out tonight at home. And beat the Rams. Beat the Rams. Or at least shoot with the Rams. With all that said, I think the Rams are going to blow them out. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back for the second segment and talk activities going on in the league. This is second and four. It's Ryan T. I'm back for the second segment. Uh, before I get started, let me... Say, uh, make sure you guys go on Instagram and follow at the second and four podcast Facebook group, the second and four podcast Facebook page, the second and four podcast Ryan's Realm, my solo podcast will be coming soon. Um, we're looking for a early to mid October rollout for that. I'm excited. You know, I told y'all before, I've been putting a lot of work into it, and I'm a perfectionist. I want it to be perfect, so if I keep pushing it back, I might push it back again, because I everything has to be perfect, but I'm excited for it. You guys should be too. Now, let's talk some regular stuff, some activities. Antonio Brown uh, was traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers early this year to the Oakland Raiders. Through his brief time with the Raiders, you had frostbite on your feet, a helmet issue twice, then you get the allegations, then the team's not backing you, then you want to be cut, released, they release you, and you sign with the Patriot. The Patriots sign you. And you make it seem like it was a plan. It was a plan. Let me ask. Was a part of the plan texting uh, a female who was in a Sports Illustrated article about talking about you was and, and you know, tagging her kids in it? Was that part of the plan? Because now you cut from New England. And I don't know if you'll ever play in the NFL again. Because I don't know if teams want to deal with shit like that. Especially when it comes to the women stuff. Like, you can't do stuff like that. They take it serious. Or they, air quotes, or they they try, they want to give you the impression that they take it seriously. Like, and you just, you, you got to relax. He's too talented of a player to be out here doing stuff like this and it's just that's just just 
uh, any human shouldn't do it. But because it's football and teams think about, like, want to win, I feel somebody would take the, take a risk, take the, take, you know, take, like, a team that's in contention, maybe not right away, but, like, I, I I could see it being a smart move, like I said earlier, for the Eagles. Like they their receiving core is pretty banged up, and they they need they could need they could use him, right? Agree or disagree? Let me know. Let me know. I I think the I think he'd be a good fit in Philly, and they might be able to you know handle that. Eli Manning, New York fans, it's the end of an era. The uh, Eli Manning era is over for the New York Giants. And I think it's a few years past due. But who am I? I'm just a podcaster slash truck driver. But Eli, overall, like, the question would be, I would ask you guys, and I would love for somebody to who listens to this to make a post in a group or, or something about it. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Yes, Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings, but was Eli Manning really the reason why the Giants won those Super Bowls? I don't know. Is his numbers really Hall of Fame? worthy I don't know I mean Brett Favre is in Brett Favre is in the Hall of Fame I mean he's he's an interception machine as well he has one less ring than Eli he has a nice long running Ironman record of starts so does Eli He's taking it like a champ, though. Daniel Jones. We don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be the answer for the Giants. But they need to find out. They need to find out. And they're going to find out. Playing in that division with Dallas, Philly, and Washington, who's 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 winless, but played Philly tough and gave Cowboys a pretty good game. Case Keenum has yet to throw an interception. Shout out to Case Keenum. Boy, oh boy, do I wish we still had you with your mobility. <laughs> oh. But yeah, the Daniel Jones era has begun in New York. The Duke Blue Devil. And I think, hey, don't be surprised. And you can come back to this. Don't be surprised if he gets that win today. Do not be surprised. Uh, let's go down to Florida and let's talk about the man who's becoming a legend with each Instagram post and each public appearance and each game. Gardner Minshew, boy, I'm a fan. I am a fan of him. From the cutoff jean shorts, we called them Daisy Dukes, to the to the bandana. The porn stash, the sunglasses, the whole, the whole suit with the with the with the chest hair out, and and he ain't afraid to take them risks out there. That's what that's what you want in a quarterback, man. That's what you want. 
Nobody wanted him in college. He didn't get no offers, and he transferred. He had played for mad schools. Look it up. And he out there putting up numbers. Putting up numbers and getting a win on Thursday night, a division win. Mmm. Gardner. I don't know. Keep an eye on that kid. I wanna I'm 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 kinda I'm curious to see where his career gonna go. Nick Foles, you might be out of another job, my man. Yo, you might be out of another job. Oh, while we down in Jacksonville, let's talk about Jalen Ramsey. He wants out. There's a few teams that, you know, a lot of teams are inquiring about him, like, yo, Kansas City, listen, you're going to need to stop somebody. You're going to need to stop somebody. Yo, give up that first-round pick and go get Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville. Go on and get him, Kansas City. I would love for my Vikings to get him, but we don't have the cap space. And the only way we'd be able to get him is if we traded a player and a pick and I, I mean, they might, they might not. But Kansas City, it makes so much sense for you to go get a Jalen Ramsey. You could take away, completely take away one side of the field on defense if you have a Jalen Ramsey. And then, then Patrick Mahomes don't got to come out there and be Superman every week. And your defense, like, you know, your defense needs it. Go get him. Give up the first round. It's not asking a lot. You, you guys aren't going to be picking in the top 30 to top 25 anyway. You're not going to be picking be picking in the top 25. Jalen Ramsey makes sense to Kansas City. Makes the most sense to me. Kansas City. They're a team that's a Super Bowl-ready team that could use him. New England, don't let New England do it because then it's over. And who I know we are all tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, I already believe the Super Bowl is rigged. It's, it's NFL 100. I'm going to call it now Cowboys-Patriots. Cowboys Patriots conspiracy, let it be. J, uh, the two the two owners who got who who got the bread, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, Cowboys Patriots. You're gonna get a blue Super Bowl and it's gonna be whack. Uh moving on. QB injuries. Mm-mm-mm. That is not how you want to start your season off. Week two. You lose Ben Roethlisberger for the year and uh, Drew Brees for six weeks. When that happened to Drew Brees, I said to myself, Teddy Bridgewater should be able to keep the New Orleans Saints afloat because it's only six weeks. He He should be able to keep them within reach of a playoff spot. But after seeing him play and then looking at their upcoming schedule... Which, let me reference, let me grab the book so I can reference it correctly. The New Orleans Saints. The Teddy Bridgewater next six games. We know this week is Seattle. Taking me a little bit right here we go. Seattle. At Seattle, that'll be a loss. Dallas, now that might be a loss. Tampa Bay. At home, they might get it. They might get that one. At Jacksonville, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, if especially if Jalen Ramsey's still there. Jacksonville still does play defense. It's going to be tough. Chicago, so that's one, two, three, four, five. And Arizona. I can see them being two and four. 
out of that. And that will put them at three and five. You're still, still, you know, you're still in range, but it depends. What is Atlanta doing at that time? What is what is Carolina? Can Carolina get back on track? What is the rest of the NFC? You're looking at a wild card spot now with five losses. And it doesn't give you much room for for error. And uh, Drew Brees is on a decline anyway. You know, but he was the vet, the crafty vet. Um, it sucks. Pittsburgh, it really sucks. You, you know, Mason Rudolph might not. Mason Rudolph, who who knows? We don't know because we, we haven't seen him play. But, well, we've seen a little bit last week, but we haven't seen a full plate, full, you know, game besides preseason. Like, preseason doesn't count. Uh, so, yeah, like, the, compu- the, the quarterback play is... And, and then Carson Wentz again. I'm expecting that nigga to go down before the season. Anyway, like... But they gotta... You gotta have a... You need a solid backup now. And Eagles have one. We don't know. Teddy's a star. Like, they, they, the two-quarterback thing is only gonna work for so long. Casey Hill, like... Yeah, but... Starter... Eh, like, come on. Come on. Come on. Drew Brees... Get healthy, get back out there. I hate the Saints, but I don't want to see. I, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to see a situation where teams fall off because of injuries and like you beating a good team because they lose their starting quarterback. Like you want to be. You want to see them beat them at full strength. That's all. Moving on to to the college football game, which was crazy. Let's see. Last night you had UCLA. CLA. Upset Washington State 67 to 63, and it didn't go into overtime. Quarterback for Washington State threw nine touchdowns. Anthony Gordon, nine touchdown passes in one game. Imagine if that was fantasy football. 657 yards for UCLA. 720 yards for Washington State. I feel like there's a game like this every year in college football where you get crazy numbers, high scoring, and it's always a game that's like not even on the radar. UCLA UCLA was horrible at the beginning of the year, the first few weeks of the season. And then they knock off a ranked team in their home stadium. Congratulations to Chip Kelly for getting that dub. But yo, that that's I like I love offense. I love games like that. The highlights is probably crazy. The receivers for Washington Street State are are good. Give them that. And lastly, but definitely, last but definitely, most definitely not least. JT, Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin running back, junior. 23 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, and Wisconsin dominates Michigan, my Michigan Wolverines. Any other week I would be upset, I'd be mad, pissed off that Michigan lost, but guess what? 
we lost to Jonathan Taylor, local guy, Salem High School, and I'm proud of the kid. Hope hope he get that Heisman. Keep run keep keep doing your thing. Break all the NCAA rushing records. That's like like it's crazy like seeing I don't know him personally, but it's crazy seeing the uh all the bleacher reports and the check down and the ESPNs and all these social media sites and all that sharing his his runs, his highlights, his pictures and this and that. I think it's so cool. Like I'm proud of him. Keep keep doing it. Keep doing it. And start that Heisman campaign and get him let's get him the Heisman. Get him the Heisman. JT for Heisman. JT23. Uh, uh, that oh, there's no point in talking about the uh, top teams in college football because they they play cupcakes. So yeah, you know how that goes. So this has been another solo episode of the Second and Four podcast with me, Ryan T. Um, whenever the other guys want to record again they, they know they know how to get hold of me i remember when the second and four podcast was more than just a facebook group hmm hmm yeah it's football season uh that's it until next time you know what we say put some honey on it hopefully we be in here together if not I'll gladly do it by myself. Peace.